This week on the Pushboard Lace Podcast, we have a very special announcement about our workshop, and we discuss all the 2019 fitness trends. One, let's make some predictions. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bud? I predict that you're not going to get any leaner this year, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Or, st- or stronger, probably, actually. Or stronger, just just yeah. level. Just level. Yeah, just homeostasis, that's what I need I, to do. Is your hip going to get any better? Yes. That's the question. Yes, it is. It is progressively marginally getting better every day um, oh, i'm nice. actually doing hip based movements such as uh, if you know me i do like a beast dance so i've been doing beast dance deadlifts at the moment which are pretty pretty gnarly oh. working my way up so it's basically single leg deadlifts with a like a little kick kickstand so worked up to 80 kilos so far it's really it's quite easy but it's uh, yeah it's nice it's good it's working Good mate. So by the time you're seventy, you're going to have a seventy-year-old hip. So pretty be... much, yeah, yeah. At some yeah. point, yeah. Oh, there'll be. Because at the moment you've got like a hundred and fifty-year-old. So <laughs> it's slowly it's gradually it's coming down. Also, drink of choice today. Oh, we've gone similar, mate. To be fair, I've got the old Coke Zero Peach. Oh, I've got the uh, I've I've got the peaches in my fridge, but, mm. but I've broken into the exotic mango diet okay. diet coke. I'm looking forward to trying the. Is the strawberry one real? Is it a real thing? Do we know? I haven't it... I haven't seen that one. I, I saw, saw I saw the the can of it, and I was like, that sounds like it would be alright. I don't know why okay. there was so much disgust about it. It sounds alright. It sounds alright. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, the I do I like them because this is what we were talking about the other day. I don't know they've they've obviously just listened to our show and then brought this out because we were talking about how mixing up the brown drinks you need after yeah. having a lot of Pepsi and a lot of Coke, you're kind of like oh I need a Fanta or a Lilt or whatever yeah. to just kind of offset it. They've just blended it together and they've made it That's basically it. pointless for us to buy a Fanta. Well, the reason I know it's going to work is that in Five Guys and stuff they have the strawberry flavored Coca Cola anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I've tried it, and I know it's good. So I'm like, I, I know it's going to work. That's why I'm not. That's, really that when I saw that. when I saw these in sale in Tesco, I was like, yeah, yeah, straight away, straight, straight away. away, absolutely, that's absolutely fantastic. Always can. Um, yeah, we had um, a good feedback from last week's show, so thank you to everyone yeah. who shared that with everyone. A lot of a lot of people enjoyed Amelia, probably more so than enjoying us normally. So which is what I don't uh, like. I don't like which it. At is, all. Uh, yeah, we got some interesting feedback, mainly from Amelia's sister, which. Uh, yeah. Mate, the best review ever had that is. <laughs> Do you, so, what was what was the review she left? Well, she was she, Amelia shared a screenshot of, of a sister's feedback for us. Um, cool fact, though, Amelia's sister found us before yeah. we actually invited Amelia on. I thought it was quite cool. Um, but her <laughs> sister said, "Yeah, they're they're like not annoying." <laughs> well, well, I, well, I mean, I'll take that. Um, we're putting that on the billboard. I mean, to be Not fair, most podcasts, most podcasts <laughs> are fucking annoying. Like, I've listened to a few of them. I'm like, no, not listening to it. I don't like it. I mean, I'm not listening to podcasts for years. Um, but I, for, you, for everybody who takes this show in, I listen to podcasts every day. No, <laughs> just, I don't. I just, watch, I just watch YouTube videos. <laughs> I watch YouTube videos as well. So that's, yeah, that's what I do. Just, um, I just procrastinate basically. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think as as we we both know, the key to any good interview is the interviewer. So it doesn't really, you know, she was all right, but at the end of the day, we extracted the information out of her. I know, right? And we asked the right questions. That's what makes it a good show. So, <laughs> I mean, thanks, thanks, Amelia, for coming on, and thank you know, and thanks to everyone else for the, your great feedback, and and we greatly appreciate that feedback because we understand that it's all because of us, um, <laughs> and not necessarily because of Amelia. So that's that's all good. I'm glad everyone knows that. Nice, wonderful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> incredibly self-deprecating Dan yeah yeah <laughs> which is interesting because when we first I first talked to her she was like oh you're both both of you got the same personality and the fact that you're incredibly like self-deprecating 
and you you always tend to put yourself down to how good you are. But Dan's just shot that in the foot right now, so absolutely fine. <laughs> well, she, she told me to start being less like that, so now I'm just going to go the other way. Go. <laughs> but I don't mind doing it at someone else's expense, like you know, like yeah. she's not better than us, really, no. is she? Do you know? So it's yeah. like I'm, not, I'm just telling the truth. It's not being self-deprecating. If you think we're we're that bad? She's even worse. <laughs> like you know, I'm not saying that we're good. I'm just saying that she's even worse. Right. Um, anyway, her sister will pass on the message. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't listened to it, go over listen. It was a good show. It was good fun. No, it was. It was a very good show. Yeah, um, but we have a very nice announcement. Um, that hopefully, been... the first of many, Tom. Hopefully, with a bit probably of probably the first of many. What announcements or happy things happening? Or well, whatever. happy things, happy things happening <laughs> in general. So, uh, as we we kind of teased, I think at the end of last year or throughout whatever we've been doing, that uh, me and Dan would run uh, some sort of workshop, and bang, um, it's going to happen. So. Get out your diary right now. The 2nd of March um, in London, Canary Wharf. Um, basically, kind of a prerequisite if, if you're a personal trainer, essentially. You can be a nutrition coach if you want to. Um, absolutely fine. So we're then a partner with Mr. Josh Silverman of the LDMM Academy, so London Muscle Academy. Um, so we're then a host, well, they're hosting us, essentially, at uh, Canary Wharf, the Pearson Room, third space. So it's the biggest biggest gym in europe i believe the commercial gym in europe um but we're going to be in the pearson room so it's quite a little like fancy restaurant it's really nice um so we're going to be hosting a workshop all based around um the title that they they're very very generous in the title that they give me basically based off the content um is advanced screening programming and correctives um which i think is very generous now but hugely if you the just word, want to... just the word advanced <laughs> that's why that's why i thought um but yeah so basically the course is going to be set out to adhere to people who i guess probably from fresh pt to maybe one two three years in the industry if you if you don't do much screening protocols we've amalgamated some stuff together so uh, I think you, are you FMS qualified anymore, Dan? Probably not. Um, uh, once you get it, mate, you've got it. <laughs> so uh, using yeah. some of the principles, obviously, I've done PRI stuff, uh, integration into fitness. I'm FMS qualified. I've done some stuff with FRC, but not. I'm not qualified, but I'll have a look at it. Um, we're going to integrate a lot of like screening systems and a wealth of however long we've been training 10, 11, 12 years of personal training between us Dan um we've amalgamated that into basically our effective movement screening for any kind of client you'd take on and basically offset that with an advise on and we're going to learn some corrective measures and corrective programs progressive programs strength programs hypertrophy programs for these guys to go and do uh for your clients and how to effectively program that okay um that is the basis of the day also what Dan will hopefully be going through is how to amalgamate this into an online system. Um, it's only going to be brief because there could be a future kind of course that we could do on that if we have enough interest. Okay. So at the moment, if you've got any uh, comments on the course or you want to come on, um, basically it's the 2nd of March at the moment. Pricing for um, anybody who's not a member of LDMN is £249. And anybody who is a member, it's 199. But also, me and Dan hold a code. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want to come on, you will just slide into our DMs, and we can send you a code, and you can put it on there, and you'll get the member price. Okay, so which is 199. Okay, so for the the whole day of basically us two. I think it will be around about nine to four, and then we're very open. If Josh is going to stick around, he might do as well. Um, we might just have a little open Q and A at the end, basically no holds bars. Okay, just answer any kind of PT questions related. Anything really? I think any like, any questions. Any questions? I think um, like we've talked about screening before as well, haven't we, on the podcast? Yeah, I think 100%. it's just going to be a great way to kind of show that because i think obviously you know only so much you can get from from audio and listening to, to what we say and, and, and kind of understanding things and actually um screening is really but, quite important and i think people get scared off by the word screening because they 100%. assume it's going to be like a massive system and it's like no actually you might be surprised how simple even the advanced stuff like it is probably quite simple but something that once you've done 
it's simple for you because you know the basics, you understand it, and that when you then have a client in front of you, you're like, oh my god, this is so easy. How have I never done this before? Yeah. Um, and and it sort of it sort of then I suppose it influences your programming, and then you when we start talking about programs for clients and progressive programs, you'll understand what that means once you've then seen a screen and you've taken someone through and you go shit. Now I get what that means. Yeah, basically, that's essentially what's going to happen. Okay, this is these tools are literally the screening, correctives, and programming are stuff that we use with every single client we've ever taken on. Okay, so that's the kind of basis of it. So they're pretty important as far as I'm concerned, um, and that's why we're going to crack off our first workshop with it. Okay, so crack off. Wow. Dan's going to crack off. We're not doing that. We're not doing that in public. Uh, but, yeah, brilliant. Um, but yeah, no, if you want to, if you want to, like I said, if you want to come, drop us a message. We can send you that code yeah. if you're interested. If you're interested. Um, um, and, and, yeah. and then by all means, there might be a little social afterwards. Who knows? If Ooh. anybody wants to stick around and chat to us for that lot, I spent, I'm going to guess if they spent the whole day with us, they'll be running, running away anyway. But they'll want to run. Exactly that. <laughs> we could, um, we just could decide on either just a serial killer cafe or like some sort of burger joint, or both. Possibility. I mean, I'm dieting. I mean, I'm dieting. So I'm yeah, so but... both. Um, that's just just weekends don't count, do they? Fine. Cheat weekend, isn't it? Fine. <laughs> That'll be fine. So we'll look forward to that. So slide into DMs. Hit Facebook, absolutely fine. Or I don't know how else to get this online. You have to buy your ticket online. I can't just physically come and give you a ticket. So do it, guys. Should be should be fun. We've already people. We haven't even announced it, and people have already taken spaces. So it's gonna be fun. Cool. All right, that leads us on to our show today, mate. So this is the first show of the year for me and Dan. The first proper show of the year. The first I mean, real that, show. We, we had to. We had to have a guest basically because me and Dan are a little bit tired um, just to break us get us smoothly in the back in the groove basically mate um, so we've got as tradition we're going to make our fitness trend or health and fitness nutrition trends predictions for 2019 um, mm. which is pretty staggering we're in 2019 mate yeah it's scary isn't it to think how quick this time has gone but anyway let's not, <laughs> let's not get into that discussion um, I think my biggest one. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Gonna... You're just going straight in there. I'm going straight in with oh, mine. Oh, no, 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 no. We've got categories. Oh, we well, haven't I'm got categories. categories. Basically, well, I like categories. Basically, I've just, I know you I've, do. You love, I've only, you love I've only system. Got, <laughs> I've only got two two categories. So okay. these are the Trading and nutrition. <laughs> no. Okay. That was original. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so we've got trends that we want to happen. Oh, okay. And trends that will happen, but we don't want to happen basically mm-hmm. okay which are very different categories as far as i'm concerned yeah okay. <laughs> cool so fire away mate now now we've set the set actually set the scene for everybody i'm gonna go with one that i don't want to but i think will um, <laughs> i think this year is gonna be massive for veganism it will be massive for veganism. if i if i was in any way selling food or a dining experience or anything like that if i was in that sort of industry I would be hammering vegan. Um, yeah. Not like hammering a vegan as in hitting them. I wish <laughs> I could sometimes. But no, I think I do think it's going to be something that's going to start taking off. Regardless of the fact that when, you know, because of veganism and stuff like that, actually loads of small animals and, and insects and stuff die every year because farmers kill them as they, you know, get rid of all their old crops and plant new ones. Forget that. Forget that. Um, no, vegans are going to, I think... Uh, take over a little bit and I think it's going to be a big thing and I think what you're going to start seeing is a few more celebrities start jumping on the bandwagon like Joe Wicks will probably make a fucking vegan cookbook probably already has actually now I'm saying this but I think you'll start seeing a few more chefs start to do it and I think that's when it'll start hitting a bit more mainstream and then we'll have to keep banning off the comments from people saying that it's healthier even though it's not Um, again ethically it's fine but it's not healthy um and yeah, I think that's the one thing that I think is gonna is gonna take off. And because it, it won't even be like Veganuary, it'll just be like no, it'll I mean, just be vegan. yeah, because that because that's happened, right? The Veganuary thing that's uh, mm. a thing now. So it was just slightly annoying. But did you as you see? Um, there's a League Two football club down called Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, and uh, the whole club is vegan. No, they're not. They're not. They are. No, they're not. They're not. They, they might say they might say they are, and they might say like they they oh, were. They no, were on, they're not. They were they were on football focus, no, and not. they did a whole thing about 
Oh, no, no, they weren't on Football Focus. They were on Jamie's and Thing Bobby's uh, Friday night, I don't know, whatever that uh, dinner thing is. Um, they cook at South End Pier. That thing. They were there, and they went and Jamie and Thing Bobby went and visited them. And they're, so their chairman is vegan. And the players, even when they're coming in, they have to get notified that all of their foods will be vegan in the club. They, then, if they want to eat outside the club, they can eat meat. But in right, the club... They, yeah, that's what I mean. I thought you meant like they're all vegan. Oh, like, no, 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 they're not. Like, no, no, I was about to say they're not. <laughs> right, ridiculous. In, in the club, I get all that, the yeah. food is, that yeah. they're given is vegan. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm going to put money on Forest Green Rovers going down the league. Um, they're in, I don't know they're what in the playoffs at the moment. Uh, <laughs> and all, obviously all the that's players the problem, though. all that's the players the were like oh I feel so energised that's the problem with like... vegans though isn't it that's the problem with vegans though the chairman is a vegan so he said that everyone else has to be a vegan if the chairman <laughs> ate meat and there was a vegan in the club they wouldn't make him eat meat would they he's, they wouldn't do it he's utterly bonkers he's currently having an argument with oh. the Bolton chairman but it's quite I, funny I, you, I, you I can tell you he's bonkers <laughs> alone, mate. No, but it's, that's what I mean that's what I hate about it all that's what I hate about vegans and, and the whole veganism cult is that they force other people upon the like it's like if you went around for dinner to a vegan's house i'm not serving meat tonight whereas if a vegan came around to your house you would have to serve them a vegan meal you couldn't go oh there's meat no i'm not cooking anything else for you that's what annoys me about them that's what annoys me <laughs> fucking dickheads anyway sorry no i'm joking um no that's only like the, the harshest vegans i mean normal vegans who listen to this podcast if i've been put off already by now but if i was a vegan though and if i was a normal vegan like a proper human being vegan that would annoy me. That would annoy me because that gives other ve- that gives veganism a bad name because it's like you must bow down to the cult and observe what I do. And it's like, fuck off, mate. I'll make my own decision. Annoys me. It just annoys me. It's, I'm not going to get on my high horse about it, but... <laughs> it sounds like... Annoys me. Well, no, no, no. Wait, 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 carry on. Then. Maybe I'll just fucking carry on. Um, yeah. Nah. Just, I just don't get it. I don't understand because there's uh, so many arguments about veganism about how it actually isn't all it's cracked up to be as we talked about before with the avocados and the fucking broccoli and everything yeah <laughs> fair enough um all right so stuff that i think will happen stuff i'd like to happen um i think i said this last year but i as far as i know i don't know whether i'm sheltered in the industry at all i feel like i'm not but possibly am in london um semi-private pt as mm. far as i can see still hasn't quite hit the uk mm-hmm. or it hasn't been developed very well or whoever is implementing it it doesn't quite understand what they're doing it's still w10 is the only one that i really know that does yeah. it really um in a, in a in a good way um there's obviously other gyms that do a similar kind of concept but they just butcher them basically um mm-hmm. Yeah, good W10 performance is a gym in London um, that just have solid training protocols. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'd like to see semi-private personal training. Basically, that is one PT on sort of some something like a shift, and you'd have like three or four members that you're accountable for um, that are training, and you kind of within that hour that they're training, they're booked in. They probably don't pay that much, like I don't know, thirty, forty quid just to have you overlooking some stuff. Maybe you focus on the big lifts, etc. It'd be yeah. good to see in like schools or something like that, or academies, academy-based stuff, they should do this. But obviously it happens in colleges, really, where like all the S&C facilities are built. So one guy is just doing all warm-ups, one guy is just doing all deadlifts, one guy is just doing all the plyo mm-hmm. work, one guy is doing all the hypertrophy work or corrective work, and then they just churn around. So it's really efficient and they get in and out. That'd be sweet. If that could happen on a uh, basically a private setting, um, but if anybody wants to do that, maybe John Clark, go do it in Worcester. I think he does similar. I think he, he, does sim- similar. he does something something to that nature, but I feel like the class based stuff um, which is happening. Um, so that's a trend that I would like to happen. Um, I just like to see it happen. I don't have to pioneer it. I just like to see somebody make a success of it. People just people love classes too much, don't they, mate? It's that's, it's, it's that's bo- the annoying just, thing. Yeah. It's bonkers. Like I still see it every like this this start of this so, year. So there's there's like, the thing that is I would I kind of don't want to happen, um, but might happen. It's a it's fair play to the company. They have pumped so much money in, and one of my clients has worked on some of their uh, law stuff over here. Is Peloton? Yes, that they've looks gone like it's going to big, right? 
They've well, they, they, I get hit with their ads every day on Facebook. I get hit, yeah, all the time. Like, they're on I'm TV. Like, you're wasting your time. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm getting on a bike, mate. So mm. they brought out their treadmill in uh, in the USA as well. So they're huge. There's, they've they've got a shop on Marlebone High Street now, like right yeah. next. I'm to not us. surprised. It's gonna it will take off. That will take. That's the that's the right. future. So if I said this to know what the Peloton day. is basically they've they produced a bike that's got a big old screen on it, right? And you do a class. Um, in your basic living room or in your home, but the person on the screen is—I think they're live, right? That they do a live. Two, I think there's, uh, there's multiple options. I think you can join in live classes where people, yeah. where the, the, the instructor can see. I mean, if they can see you on their screen and they can see, or they can see what you're doing, else, or they least, see. Right? No, no, I don't mean you. As in, I mean, like <laughs> your, you know, your like power output. Yeah, and, stuff, yeah. and they can go, you know, rider number twelve. Step it up, and you obviously know you're number twelve, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think they also have like pre-built-in programs into there. So you can have like a virtual person shouting at you or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I think that is gonna be that's gonna be the future. I mean, because the only why yeah. wouldn't you? Why would you not do that? I would. You haven't got to fucking go gym. You just like okay, yeah, I've got it at my yeah. home. There's small space. Take it up to a small space. Quality. Yeah. Take off. The only the only thing that I think it's not gonna be able to do. Obviously, with that, they're trying to build the community. But I still think the in person. This is why one to one PT will never die. The one to one community based stuff will always be there. So people like going to classes because they get to see their friends. Yeah. And get the, it's basically millennials are drinking less at the moment um, because I think there's a culture of going to a gym class or a Barry's or an F45. Um, yeah. And that's their going to the pub. Well, I've had this I've had this discussion with a few people over the last couple of weeks and I think it's... The classes are just... are always going to be such a draw from a social point of view and it's like... Yeah these people go into classes think that they are progressing physically and they're not really but the draw of the community aspect of seeing their friends and and kind of all that sort of stuff is just it's just so large and so so big and that's fine like i think if you're doing classes for that reason because it's the only time you get to see some of your mates then fucking go for it like by all means i think it's just about how much that is changing your physique to the point where you're hitting your goals i think that's the the next question i think if you're using it as a a lot of people that used to do it in london when i was there and probably still do now is like you're using it as a calorie burn so you can eat what you want and drink what you want and you're doing it four or five times a week that's great but know that that's all you're doing yeah you're never going to drastically alter your physique and how you want it to but Um, there's a hundred percent people become more aware i mean shout out to hannah fuller who's one of the girls that is probably was more class-based and now i've actually seen her do more weight-based stuff I'd mm. like to say that's probably because she's listened to us ramble on about it, but maybe she's made that informed decision. Like we've not we've not rambled on long enough, though. <laughs> I, w- I would say but I think we need to ram, ram, it, ram it home even more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. So it's... there are there are people that have gone. Actually, yeah, take a step back. Maybe this isn't so great, or maybe there's, there's the other stuff though. we can do. So I think there's yeah. the assumption though as well that you couldn't work with a trainer and do that at the same time. I think that. I mean, I used to have clients who used to see me a couple of times a week, and I'd be like, no, go do classes. Yeah, like, that's what I say. I'm like, I'm like no. I'm like, I'm, you're here burning calories. And that means I don't have to do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was like, I had a lad today, and I was like, you're going what bike, right? I was like, sweet, all right. That's your expenditure. Don't care. All right, cool. I'm just going to make, make sure you don't lose your muscle, okay? I'm just going to make sure you're physically able to go do that. That's my task, okay? Cool. And he's like, yeah, sweet. Cool, that's what I want, um, which is great. But he likes going to the class because of the social aspect. That's the only thing that Peloton, I'm sure they obviously know this. Uh, they're, they're not, well, they're worth like $4 billion or something like that. Oh, I haven't got a clue with what, what they're worth. I just they're, saw it. Some, think... somebody, somebody said it to me. It was either four or eight. I can't remember. It was definitely in the billions. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that must be of assets. It can't be of like client base and blah, blah, blah. Because yeah, they've, sure, got, all, no, yeah. they've yeah. got all the systems now as well. Because exactly, that's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Set. So, yeah, and the, and I think, and the, I think the bikes it's one of those, cost about two and a half grand, don't they? Right. Yeah, I have no idea. But I think, I think that the people are going to try and do that thing, like whether you could even do in, you know, take classes in your home, similar thing, right? You just have a screen on your TV with it. You can do a class in your home, and it's like, right, you, yeah. you know what equipment you need, um, and it could just be something that you know you can do at home. And I think it's it's reaching out to those people who are a little bit withdrawn in sense of maybe they can't drive to these places so easily or they haven't got a good a good gym facility near them all of a sudden they have the access to these things and with flipping alexa and 
and you know tvs now soon like tvs will soon probably have flipping webcams on them and stuff so you can do two-way like you know like you can do facetime you'll soon soon you'll be able to tvs will have all that shit built in and all that sort of stuff and it's only a matter of time until you can do you can go to a gym class in your living room and feel like as if you're there like internet speeds will be so quick and so good that there'll be no buffering you know we're going that way in 10 years time until vr becomes a little bit smaller it's yeah, quite unwieldy yeah, at yeah. the moment, right? Or, and even, is, is VR wireless? It's not wireless yet, or some of them are, maybe. Some of them are, yeah. You just put like, um, a little thing. And it's but again, how much does that cost you, right? Yeah, it's to get all the systems and, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. I think in, I do, I do think in, in like, say, in 10 years' time, like, when, when Isabel's flipping 16, 18, going to the gym, like, uh, it's scary to think it could be that, you know, she could just be working out at home. Like, it, it could be that way that people do it. I hope Especially so, because you're, you're going to have a home gym, so... Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one day, mate. I'm not fucking Josh Silverman yet. One day. Um, yeah, I've got to fucking buy a house first, mate. Stop buy a house. That'll, that'll, I, think that's, shit on. I think that's uh, both on both of our lists next, isn't it? Yeah, so. it is, mate. Well, actually, funnily enough, actually, I bought a book the other day. Bought a the book, not a house. The, self, the, self, <laughs> the self-employed mortgage guide. Ooh. Because I ain't got a fucking clue. Um, oh, I, well, I know roughly what I need to be doing. Well, anyone I'll, listen, I'll, I'll be employed listens, again in like three weeks. So if, scary. Listen, if anyone listens is like a mortgage advisor, let me know. <laughs> um, just total absolute um, off no topic idea. there. <laughs> no, I think I think like the, the home gym will soon be something like that, you know. And it could even be like I can imagine. Can you? I can imagine in the future you'll have a one-to-one PT. But it'll it'll almost be like on a computer screen though. Like you know that joke about people think, oh, what's your online training do? Oh, he trains with you, and you're like, no, you don't be so stupid. <laughs> yeah. but, you joke, but actually, in ten years' time, the technology will be there to just do virtual reality and both actually literally feel like you're there. Basically, it'll, it'll, is, it'll be. what you're saying is, you uh, you and Mike, or you and myself, with Josh, all four of us need to do a home workout DVD. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Or just do that, just like a YouTube live. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, ju- I just think I just think with the way that, <laughs> the way that technology is going, like if you think how much technology has come on in the last ten years, like even in the last ten, imagine in the next ten, it's gonna, it's it, again, it's gonna go at a, at a quicker rate. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna fly up, and I just think it by twenty thirty, it, it's gonna be so fucking scary, like. Our parents will be fucking, you know, really old, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, what have you? What's your generation done to the world?" You know, they <laughs> have a clue. Um, but it, it could be, it could be interesting to see where things go. I mean, um, we, we wouldn't have left Europe by then, so it'd be interesting. Well, no, exactly. We'll still, we'll still be talking about Brexit. <laughs> <by then. laughs> uh, our, our virtual reality uh, headsets will be, able, will be means we'll be able to live anywhere we want. Yeah. With all that data, like uh, basically all the virtual reality stuff or with that Peloton and all this stuff, it will start to, another thing that I'd love to happen, and maybe a trend will happen, because it is starting to happen that I can see, especially with one of your clients, right, who, uh, Body Barn, Danny, he's, I've, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the first people that I can see who's properly integrating it, is like the MyZone, the heart rate stuff, I think we talked about this last year, that that data-driven workout is happening. Yeah. And that's, like, awesome. Sorry, no, it is pound, definitely. Pound. It is that's definitely the first. Definitely. That's the first uh, A word of the. Of the I think. Year. I think in 2019, maybe we can change that. I think. We, I think we can get rid of that now. I don't think we're quite as. <laughs> it's quite a fuss. Um, there's, there's far fucking more. Go, go check more. back 100, 100 episodes earlier. You probably uh, find a ranty one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It's, uh, I haven't heard a lot from him lately. Very strange. Off the face of the planet, but yeah, there's going to be so much data because well, I think we harp on about track your. What was it? Track your calories, track your lifting, and like it's going to be there. Like the computers going to do it for you. Yeah, that, no, that's it. Yeah, definitely. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. I do think as well. There's also an element like of this year. The the trend is another trend that I don't want to catch on. That I think is going to catch on is going to be the whole like it kind of was towards back in last year. Like love me, you know, I don't care. Love, I love myself regardless, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, you know, not like the live my best life, but like eating what, <laughs> what I want and intuitive eating and actually just like, no, you just well, eat. Just go but, through phrases that I want to be basically in hell. Living yeah, my, no, exactly. Basically life. that, exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, I think that's going to be something that will start happening. Body goals. Body goals. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Hashtag. that? Did you see that video on Facebook? I actually commented on that and just said this person was a moron. Um, no. Uh, where it was? 
it was on some talk radio uh, of this. Uh, it's kind of lays into uh, what our next topic is going to be about. Are you done with your fitness trends? I think we're about there. I think veganism yeah. is going to be massive. Data is going to be even better. Um, yeah, Peloton's going to go crazy because they're worth so much anymore. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. And Forest Green Rovers are going to win the league, apparently. Um, <laughs> but you were talking about, so you wanted to discuss, um, so actually real stuff now, obesity is a disease, question mark. Um, so I urge people to go to talk radio. There's something that I comment on. Um, mm. My comment was, FYI, talk radio, your host is a moron. Um, because <laughs> this person called Harriet. Um, so basically, they had a nutritionist on. They were talking about obesity within children. And uh, to put it bluntly, the host is obese. So she's mm. obviously going to take this really well. Um, so they're, they're going back and forth. And this nutritionist was saying, uh, so her, her phrase was, obesity is not a disease. You control how much food you put in your mouth. It's about willpower. Mm. She said that to the person. And then this, this obese lady, who was the host of the show, fucking moron. Um, and then she just, basically she was like, oh, basically what the doctor said is I had to go on another diet and then another diet and another diet. And then suddenly I, I didn't, I was heavier than when I started and then I had an eating disorder and then I'm, I look where I am now. I'm even mm-hmm. fatter from when I started. And then I just wanted to be like, well, obviously you weren't on a diet then. Um, yeah, you obviously didn't that. <laughs> like, um, um, and, but then Harriet said, she was just like, that's a load of rubbish to that quote. So that's a load of rubbish. I will not have you on my radio show. Get out of here now. And she just sent her out of the room. Just yeah, and I think truth. that's the that's a typical response to someone who doesn't actually know what they're talking about, right? And is getting emotional about it all. But I posted about this on my stories, and I had, a, I had one message from someone who questioned it, and and, and Spencer Nadolsky, Doctor Spencer Nadolsky, again, who's a respected American physician yeah. in in the evidence based world and stuff, he was sort of saying, look, it is it's being classed as a disease, and it actually meets a lot of the requirements of being a disease. Um. And, and quite a few comments from people in the evidence-based crowd who support him and reposted what he put um, and all this sort of stuff, which is which is which is fine. Like he's entitled to his opinion as a doctor. I think disease is obviously his realm, so he's entitled to talk about it. And if he thinks it's a disease, then he does. And it's recognised as, as a disease. Now, I think that the word disease is the thing that is the issue here that's that's caused a lot of people to to have um, to take issue with people calling obesity an illness or whatever you want to call it now it's not when i think disease i think like lyme disease or like you know something you contract or you catch like stis you know all that sort of stuff like it's not really i I don't think of of, of that as a disease much like with like type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure i wouldn't call that a disease i'd call that an illness or i'd call that a condition and if someone has said obesity is a condition i'm like well it is a condition it's something you can you know you get through through neglect i suppose and all that sort of stuff but the biggest issue for me regarding the whole subject is that obesity isn't just about willpower like her saying that is a bit of a, a stupid yeah, comment. It's kind of it a, is a bit of a stupid obviously comment. that was that was without context she said a lot yeah, of other no, stuff no, of they pulled did. that of out of quote of right? course she did and they and they picked it out but yeah. the, the the people that i feel the most sorry for are children who are obese because they've just been brought up in an environment that is extremely obesogenic and it's just a case of you you basically have got no choice but to be fat because all you've ever known is food and all you've ever known is low calorie uh, sorry high calorie food um, you know high palatability all you've known is that you probably in again this is a huge generalization but socioeconomic status comes into it if poorer people are more inclined to probably be obese because they have low activity levels um all that sort of stuff and they generally can't afford as much fruit and veg me and mike are actually going to do a youtube video on this um next week because we think it's a load of bullshit because veg is cheap it's a ridiculous argument um and you know all this sort of stuff about how it's they don't again they don't know how to cook they're not they, again just because of the overall I suppose socioeconomic status they're in the IQ levels are generally lower so they're less cooking there's all these th- all these arguments I don't want to get into them because it sounds bad but when you look at the information look at the data it sort of suggests it's one of those issues where it's not a case of just willpower and food it boils down to a lot more than that however there still comes to a point where people need to be responsible for what they're putting in their mouth and they need to be responsible for that. And I think that by classifying it as a disease state, 
you're encouraging people to just go to the doctor and go fix me. That's what I would do if I had fucking disease. I'd be like, right, why do I take doc? Because I'm fucked. If I had like Lyme disease or like you say people have STDs, they go to fucking clinic and get drugs. <laughs> like that's just what I associate disease and what other people associate disease with. And I just think it's a bit of a cop out that you're giving these people to say, oh, don't worry about it. It's not your fault. It's a disease. Because again, most diseases aren't people's fault if they can track them. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the ones to do with like diabetes and high blood pressure and stuff, again, like they're usually associated with poor diet and poor activity levels. So they're kind of all linked in together, really. Um, and I think, and much the same as like lung cancer and stuff, like I'm a firm believer that smokers should not get the same level of treatment that anyone else gets because it's self-induced. You've, you knew the risks when you started doing it. Much like with obesity, you know the fucking risks when you eat too much food. Um, and that's another topic for another day. But to say it's willpower is, 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 is wrong, in my opinion. Because although fundamentally I would be one of those people, if I had to pick one side, I'd say it is willpower. It's not a disease. But I understand that it's not as cut and dry as that argument and that there's a lot of emotional things that go on with that. With obesity, you know, and I think if I was going to categorize it, I would say it's a mental illness. It's a mental, much like, it's an eating disorder. It's an eating disorder. That's exactly what it is. It's not a correct way of eating. And I think that's how it should be categorized and that's how it should be managed because now people should be able to go to a GP and be referred to a behavioral psychologist or someone who deals with that side of thing because that's what it is. It's the reverse of, you know, of, I suppose anorexia and bulimia in that sense that that is a a controlling mechanism i suppose in the sense of you know there's some psychological issues and i think obesity is the exact same thing just on a different spectrum um I, and i think that there's a, there's a case to be made for these people need help from a behavior management point of view and understanding why they go for food and why they turn to that and why they're not bothered about the fact they're killing themselves much like the other the opposite way um and i think that's the the real issue here is that they need to be dealt with that way um, and just my last point, while I let you, then I'll let you hammer on for 30 minutes. <laughs> take a breath. Um, the reason that it's been categorized, or the reason that some of the, you know, Spencer Nadolsky, especially on his post, talked about it, is a good thing that it's been classed as a disease, is that there'll now be more funding and more research and more help going into helping these people. Um, but my argument to that would be that there's already been fuckloads of that and there's still, people are still getting worse. And that if you can't see that it's because highly palatable food's available at every street corner, you're a fucking idiot like, but I think that I can see why it's been categorised as a disease I just don't agree with why it has but who knows which is interesting because there's, there's pluses and minuses if, like for it right so if it is categorised as a disease then people are going to be yeah I, I agree with the fact that they are kind of passing on responsibility but also but in a kind of devil's advocate way if they are being diagnosed with that disease, they are going to say it's a disease. And then maybe with the label of disease, they're far more likely to do something about it, I would say. Yeah, I think I think that's the, the, the theory here is that... If I think you, you, it's more like a shock tactic, really. I, yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where they Which, sort of said... I haven't got that, really a problem with it. If I'm honest. No, I think I think they've sort of said that actually it might break that barrier down and people just finally sit down and go, okay, shit, I need help. Yeah. Rather than just I'm fat, it's I've got a disease. And, and the, the fact is that even if, if they are going to the GP, like God bless them, GPs do the best they can. They have to be basically a jack of all trades. This is why they, they get a bag rep because essentially myself and you are specialists within an area, okay? We know jack shit about the rest of the stuff. Like and GPs know a very like a, like a decent amount about all, everything, um, and we'll be like, oh, they don't know this, they don't know this. yeah, but there's a load of stuff we have no clue about that they know about. Um, yeah, but it's the referral system that they can build up that they already have ingrained with disease-based stuff or like ear, nose, throat stuff, ENT, whatever, brain, all this kind of crap. Okay, they refer out what they've got to start doing. Hopefully, with the disease label, it'll maybe create some sort of funding. So trainers, nutritionists, such as myself and you, if the uh, kind of, we'd probably have to make it happen, I think, mm -hmm. to create that referral system and then you suddenly get paid from the government. But do you know where they go at the moment? I have no idea. Slimming World. Slimming World, brilliant. Like, a lot of places, like, again, that you hear about people. Because it's a go, massive they corporation. Get referred, they get referred to Slimming, Slimming World, right? So yeah. my, my, my worry is that more people are now going to go to the GP and go, oh, I've got a disease, I need help, and... The GP doesn't really know what to do, and the funding's not going to be there straight away. It's not going to happen overnight. There's no program overnight. 
Um, and it's kind of like you're just setting them up for failure again because like they talked about, like that woman talked about, you. I went on a diet and got fatter again. No, you didn't get fatter again. You went on a diet and if you'd have stayed it that way, you'd have been fine. But the fact is you ate like a pig and you got back to where you were, if not fatter, because you didn't understand why you lost weight and the implications behind dieting, calories, and you were just on plan and off plan like so many other people are. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as I'm aware... Last time I last time I, I heard anyway like is that that's what they they kind of do is that in some regions the referral is swimming world and it's like well is, <laughs> so what more people are going to go into swimming world now which is great and then we're in a position where we get more and more people who are more and more confused and yeah. I just I don't know I just think that I think that it just needs a whole complete change of how the whole thing is viewed obesity is viewed and like I've said I think obesity obesity needs to be is, is counselling it's not it's not about going to see a doctor and going, oh, eat some broccoli. <laughs> they know that. They fucking know broccoli is better for them. But they're not fucking eating it, are they? Yeah. And I think, I, I just feel that there's an issue there. And I, and I know one of my clients who used to be obese, and I recently started coaching him. He used to, he lost the weight himself. And I sort of said to him, I, 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 on a consult, I was like, oh, if you don't mind me asking, like, what, what, uh, it was a week after, actually. I was like, what made, what kind of, what flicked that switch? And he said, I, he said, I honestly couldn't tell. I was just sat there watching TV one day. It wasn't even related to anything about obesity, and I just something in my head clicked. He's like, "You're going to die if you carry on doing this," and he just changed there and then, just from that point. And you kind of feel like it, it kind of is it that unexplained that some people just have a realization of, "Oh, I'm going to die," and I just think that what are they going to now? It's a disease. What are these people going to? What are these doctors, GPs, what are practitioners going to say to these people that they haven't already said before? Yeah. What are they going to do differently? that hasn't already worked because it's only rising it's only getting worse and um yeah i just feel sorry for them because they're stretched enough as it is and now it's kind of a case of like oh now they're expected to do even more work um i mean it's 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 a worry that obesity now people who are obese have to go to a doctor rather than a nutritionist or a whatever i don't know maybe that's I, i'm unsure what the scope is because obviously i'm not in the public sector but if there's trainers out there who work near gps or whatever is it worth going in there and be like offering a day of your time to just talk to people? No, I, I don't. I don't. Do you know? What? I don't. I don't think it is. Like I said, because I think it's it's not a it's not a oh you know helping to understand protein, carbs, and fats and calories and move a bit more and, and eat a bit less and it's it's the emotional mental thing that goes on with it. In my, I think. I think. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not claiming to know all the answers, but. I don't think it's worthwhile because why? Why would those people not just go and walk into a gym and see a PT? They don't feel like they belong. They don't feel comfortable. If you if if the PT goes into that room, I just think that they're going to sit around and be like, "Well, yeah, but I know that." I think I think they 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 know the basics. They kind of know roughly enough. I think it's the mental barriers that's stopping them doing it. Is is it, it is it that it seems too difficult? Is it it seems like a monumental journey? What's the fucking point of even trying? Um, but I think. I do think that there's the, a huge behavioural, mental, environmental aspect to it that PTs are just not equipped to to deal with, um, and doctors aren't either. It takes it's, it's psychologists. It's it's that element of working out into what's going on in someone's head. Yeah, um, and then it's a there's, then it's a scope of psychology that yeah, it's different avenues of stuff, right? Yeah. So you talking to like Vic, she deals with coping mechanisms and trauma. Stuff yeah, like that. So it's it's different. It's what avenue you could go down? You can't just label it as oh, psychologist to talk to you about. Okay, yeah, no, exactly. And they they exactly. they'll be hundred percent misinformed about the nutritional aspects anyway. So you kind of have this crazy niche of behavioural expert with nutrition. And you're like, all right, brilliant. Yeah. yeah anyway, I, I, think, uh, I think it's one of those where we're, we're smart enough to know like. <laughs> we're smart enough to know why it's kind of been called a disease we're also smart enough to know it really shouldn't be called a disease um and we're also smart enough to know it's just giving people a fucking reason to carry on you know blaming other things other than themselves and not accepting responsibility for it but it is what it is and i think i can see i can see why i understand why but you know we'll be interesting to see how it develops put it that way yeah i think it'll be interesting if there's any uh gps listening then you want to reach out to us and we can do stuff for you Go crazy if you're in the London area. I'm gonna travel that far. <laughs> Be fine. All right, you've got one. Do you have a question, Dan? Um, no, I don't have a question. Oh, Josh asked a question, but I think it'll be too um, it'll be too long to answer now. Oh, we I can, mean, we, just, we, we so. can give it. We'll, we'll put timer on. Right. Well, you've got, got five minute timer. Three, 
two, one. Oh, shit, I've got to find it now. Um, oh, I'll start timer and. I know, it's right. It's on, right. My, it's on my DMs. It's all right. I've got it. I've got it. I've got right. it. So, Josh, who is the, co- the co-co-host, um, <laughs> recurring I guest. I asked yeah. about any questions um, for the podcast, um, and he put this in the chat about why do you think most PTs leave the industry in one to two years? Because they've done a course. All right. Then. Well, there's there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a Josh! I knew he was asking for a reason. Um, and I said to you, I thought it was really, really easy, really, really easy question to answer. Um, and I think it's because they think it's going to be easy. They think that because they like going to the gym, that people will just flock and fall at their feet and train and want to be trained by them. And they do not understand that as a PT, you are a business and that your training is only a tiny portion of what you need to do to survive. Um, that's what I think. I there's think been, there's been a few of these like videos on like, oh, person loses like 0.6 kilos, decides to become a personal trainer, health coach yeah. online and offer our services up the face. Well, I think, I, I, think, I, think it has, I wonder if it has peaked though, this whole thing of like everyone wants to be a PT. Maybe, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it has or not, but I think, I, I think it's, also, it's also a self-discovery thing as well i think the numbers are skewed slightly um because it happens in psychology courses as well because there's there's a there's a majority i'm I'm speaking from my girlfriend's experience and whatever data she's told me out my ass basically um there's a people who do psychology courses there's a large percentage of them that have psychological issues themselves so from what i could see probably the people doing personal training courses are also doing it for self-discovery of they want to kind of learn how they're meant to be moving and training and therefore, yeah, okay. these are amalgamating into this, these, I don't know, the 80% or whatever you just said in one and two years. Maybe they didn't even bother taking on clients because that wasn't what they were interested in. I'm going to say that's maybe 15%. Yeah, I Something just else. I just think it's, I think it, people look at it and think it's an easy job, genuinely. I think people see trainers in gyms and they see them training clients and they, you know, they just think it's like, easy. That's great, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's perceived as an easy job, genuinely. Yeah. I think people think you don't have to work that hard. Um, and you fucking do like working nuts off. Um, I think it's also perceived as a second job as well, and also oh, I do that a bit on the side, and it's what we're yeah. trying to found build a foundation of. It is a career, um, and it has got longevity. Um, but and I think people will just yeah, they if they haven't picked up business in that amount of time, they're just going to switch and get an easy job, an easier job because, like you say, I think it is yeah, the case of people. I don't think it's a case of not going out and learning, but then I don't know whether we're surrounded by, obviously people that will probably listen to our show are people that want to go and learn. Um, and they've, I think I've, I think I've heard of people's success stories of people that have been, you know, in, in business, you know, they've been in marketing or advertising and then they change their job to be a PT and they fucking smashed it because they understand that aspect of it. And I think that there's an assumption that it's something that I've only really learned, to be honest, in the last couple of years. Like, I will not pretend to be an expert on it, and I never will be because it's not an area of expertise. But I understand that at certain times of the week, I have to put effort and time into content, thinking about advertising, marketing, think, accounting. Like You have to be on that shit, otherwise you're going to fail. And I think that's what a lot of PTs do. They think, oh... They think, oh, 70 quid for an hour session, I'll do that. Easy. Easy. I'll get paid 70 quid an hour. No, you don't, mate. Work it out. Work out how many hours you actually work and how much you actually get paid. Yeah. Very, very different. And I That's think That's a very different thing. I've said that like I think Martin used to say it to us all the time within first base, if we've got a massive gap. And then he's like, Oh, you got four sessions. I was like, four or five sessions today. Yeah, pretty good day. How long are you here? Like the two of them will be seven eight o'clock and then yeah. one will be at twelve, and then it'll be seven and eight o'clock in the evening. You're like, all right, work out your early rate. It's like six, seven yeah. quid, and you're like, yeah. brilliant. And, that, and that's it, and that's the and that's the thing I think with with PT people look at the the price per hour and think, oh, that's that's good. I could do that. I if I, if I did the amount of hours I do now, being paid that, I'd yeah, be, yeah, I'd be, be fucking minted. You're like, you, you can't you can't do that. You can't work hour after hour after hour for twelve hours straight. It doesn't work like that. You'd be fucked. Um, like I just think, and I think it's the same with online as well. I think it's perceived as an easy job. Like I had someone. Me and Mike get we get some people message regularly, um, and I think it's seen as like, oh, you're just having a laugh. It's like, yeah, we post that bit on Instagram, but you don't see the <laughs> three hours of us fucking head down a computer editing a YouTube video. Like, it looks like fun when you watch the YouTube video because it's ten minutes. Do you know how long it took us to film that for like, <laughs> ten minutes of footage and edit it. It's kind of that whole thing of, 
I want to start a YouTube channel now. Brilliant. Like, you've no idea what I'm getting into <laughs> it. Because you yeah. just see the end product. And it, like you say, it's supposed to look that way. And it's supposed to look like it was, you know, not that difficult. Uh, that's the thing I think. Oh, is that your five minutes? That's your five oh. minutes done, mate. I'll tell you, I think we covered it anyway pretty we well. Covered it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't think it's an easy job. Cause it's not. <laughs> Basically, don't get the client you want. Easy. Nice, mate. Um, you've also got. <sighs> First Mate, I've come with all the content today, by the way. It's the first time. I'm a changed man in 2019. Great. I, I can sit back and do nothing then. <laughs> no, Amazing. It's my job. It's my job. <laughs> Stupid things on the internet this week. Stupid yeah. things on the internet. I believe uh, you came with... It's the sin-free guys have made another appearance. Yeah. Fucking Iceland have come out with a packet of frozen chips that on Slimming World are sin-free. Yeah. So these chips are apparently lower in fat. Um, the normal chips, I think, and so they're, they're actually sin-free. Half the calorie of McCain's. Yeah, um, so you can have as many of them as you want. So let's have a look. Chips. So the go completely for, go, go. free chips yep, contain free. 104 calories per 100 grams. I mean, I'm going to get on them because I need to because I'm dieting. But and I, but yeah. I would understand how many calories of them I can Just have. Just not. To be fair, 0.3 grams of fat is pretty good. Um, but on Slim World though, but aren't potatoes? Are they sin free? I think they must be. I think they must be because I looked What's... on I looked on Slimming World for there was a recipe for chips and it was, yeah, and it was it was t- yeah totally free and the the recipe contained nine hundred grams of most fiber <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> I was like, that's got some calories in it. Um, <laughs> I was like, fair play, they probably taste great. But what people get put off about creating their own is cutting mm. them up, doing that stuff. Seasoning them, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. Too much fucking effort, mate. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of effort. Um, but also, you obviously have to use the well, like one calorie, whatever calorie spray that stuff. Yeah, which is fine, but yeah, it's not. It's not what it is, is it? Get like so fry, they call it. The McCain ones are two hundred and two calories and four point five grams of fat per hundred. So yeah, pretty much half. Not exactly half, but take it there, would you? Yeah. How much are they? One pound fifty. Oh no! One one kilo is two pound twenty-five. So that's one sitting for you. It's great. I don't even know where fucking Iceland is around here. So the whole bag's only about a thousand calories. Yeah, pretty good. That's a snack. I was about to say that's not good. <laughs> bad food behavior, is it? Bad relationship with food. <laughs> Unbelievable. But you can have the whole. You can have the whole thing, right? It's free. Yeah, so the whole ridiculous. bag. Whole bag doesn't matter. Cool. Ridiculous. Just have that thousand calories. It's good. Yeah, with Tom and Mayo with it. Why not go for it? Alright, I think we'll end there. Uh, we will iterate. Obviously slide into mine or Dan's DMs if you are interested in the course. We're going to beat the hell out of that, basically. Uh, we'll we'll mm. mention it on the next few shows. If you follow our Instagram stories, we'll put it up there. We'll post the link in... It's it, I think it's already in the LDM members group on Facebook. It will be in the... Well, there will be a link probably every week-ish um, in the Facebook group for Push Pull. Um, mm-hmm. listener community we'll post it in there there's a few people that probably want to jump on it there um, so if you if you get lost just literally click the link it will take you straight to the page and you can put the your email blah 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 link's also in my bio from on Instagram at the there we go go to Dan's link tree I'll shove it in mine as well so you've got no excuse essentially where to if you want to find it if you want to chat about it um, honestly yeah either DM me or Dan or Josh yeah. if you really want to and yeah we'll sway you Cool. Right, Dan. All good. A- any other business? No, I'm going to go and eat a bottle of cereal now, I think. so. Wonderful. I'm going to do the same thing. All right, guys. <laughs> meal of the day. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. See you later.